Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Well, when I heard, Vali knows I love music. She knows I like hip-hop, clean hip-hop, usually Christian stuff. Vali texted me uh, the other day, and then Ariana got involved. They didn't know the other was texting me. And, and Vali goes, hey, Kanye West's new album, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, man, I was just blowing him off. And I'm going to be real with you all right now. I'm not a religious person, but I had a religious moment. Have you ever had one of those? Had a religious moment. Oh, he's not, you know, oh, man, I ain't messing with him. You know, he's not a, all of a sudden I decided he's, he's not a Christian. That is none of my business to decide that. Now, whether I listen to music or not, well, that, we're, we're, we are all, <coughs> we have free wills to be able to do that. Vali brings it up. I gave her a religious text. I didn't mean to. I'm not like that. Ah, you know, this and that. Well, I didn't know Vali was texting me, her sister. She texts me and shares a song by Kanye West. I was like, what are the chances? It was within 30 minutes probably. The song was called Hands On Me or Hands On. Oh, I felt so convicted. I went to the grocery store to pick up a few things, and I felt like he'd written the song to me. He said, the Christians are going to judge me. I went, oh. My ears wilted. <laughs> I don't know if I blushed. My wife's not here this morning. She's resting. We've We've been going through some treatments and stuff. She's resting. I didn't tell her this yet. But I was so distracted by the song, I almost rear-ended someone. We were in Lubbock. I was distracted. I felt so com- And, of course, you had my man on that song, Fred Hammond, singing. I've, always, I've loved Fred Hammond since 1989. But this is a life lesson. This was not part of the message, but, hey, maybe it's part of the message. And so I, I said, man. Here I am, right off, I was quick to say, ah, this dude, he's flaky, whatever. Well, I'm listening to the song, and the guy's calling himself out about his hypocrisy and how he's struggled, how he wants to lead people to Jesus. And the name of the album is Jesus is King. But the song, I believe, is called Hands On. And he says, pray for me and lay your hands on me. I said, oh, man, Lord, (laughs) my soft heart came back. My hard heart went away. My soft heart came back, and I'm not telling you to do this, but the album is completely clean. It is a gospel album. It's very unique. Um, his lyrics are kind of all over the place. He's a very creative soul. It's not my favorite album, but some of the songs are sweet. He has Kenny G playing a saxophone on one of the songs. Does anybody remember Kenny G from the 80s? Yeah, very, only he could have pulled that off. He's very, very creative. But I just thought, man, here I am. I'm going to support this dude and download his album, and I'm going to check it out for myself. After I heard that song, I was so convicted. Of course, Fred Hammond helped a little bit to hear his voice on the song. Pray for me, you know. Put your hands on me. I've I've been through it. You don't know what I've been through type stuff. I want to lead people to Jesus. You know, hypocrisy. Wow. So that's just a life lesson to you today from your pastor, your friend, your big brother in the faith, hopefully. Whatever I am to you in the faith, but I just want you to know, man, don't ever walk with God for so long that you can get comfortable in being religious and going, they're not saved. They're n-. I don't know. I know he's been struggling with it a long time. It looks like he's turning his life around. I don't know, but I'm going to give him a chance. And the album's pretty cool, all right? So I just needed to say that. I needed to tell on myself because God dealt with me. I felt very, very convicted, all right? Um, does anybody else 
have any good news, one more. I got a little distracted by Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. That was a good one. Yes, ma'am. You got a job. I, I could be wrong, Deandra, but I, I feel like you kind of have a gift to get good jobs when you need them. Over the years, I've, I've seen that. Digame. You have good news, and you speak English. Anai. Okay. She's living with y'all now. I didn't know you spoke English. That is good news. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Anai, you're in good hands, and I can just promise you this. I'm glad you're not as white as me because you'd, you'd be blushing, and you probably are, and it's just not showing. But your grandpa's probably going gonna to embarrass you the rest of your life. But because he loves you, and he's in your life, and he's in your business, Mika, so is your grandma. So enjoy them, all right? That's awesome. That's awesome. Anybody else have some good news? One more. Man, this is all right. Hold on, hold on. You're next. You're next. Yes, sir. Actually, did you have 45? So y'all jumped again. And so 512 has been growing. They had 45. That was their goal. I think they threw a party. And then they had 50. And then they're going to throw another party at some point. And then it, I think the parties are helping. People are like, if I can help us grow, we have free food. Praise God. They get to hear the gospel. Jonathan's an excellent teacher, teacher and preacher. He has other guests that are great speakers, Barry and Valeria and Adrian. And I think, Noe, have you spoken in there recently in 512? So great teachers and speakers in there. So that's excellent. That's great news. Yes, ma'am. He killed a deer two hours in. Man, you know what? <clears throat> I, know, I know not everybody agrees on stuff like that, but I think that's good news. If you're going to kill a deer and you're going to eat the meat, bless the Lord. God, God put them there for that reason, and it's all part of the ecosystem and the world that God created. That's pretty cool. A nine-pointer. That's pretty awesome. Let's give the Lord a clap, offering. Because, <clears throat> hey, speaking of religious, because I know there's people that are like, Ooh, they kill animals and stuff. And I'm like, but you're a meat eater. I've seen people and they're like, oh, they, I just don't want to know about it. I'm like, I, I'm going to tell you something. I've killed two deer, two doe. One was smaller, one was bigger. They weren't Bambi, okay? They were beautiful, though. They didn't have any spots. They were, they were full-grown deer, female deer. And both times that I killed those deer, it broke my heart and gave me a new value and respect for life. I knew we were going to eat that meat. I was with Dad Brown. I, man, I almost cried when I saw that. They were good shots, too, man. Both years, God's hand was with me. I had missed years ago. And then in 2014, Jen goes out first time with Dad Brown, not nervous, just knocks out a deer. One shot, one kill. Boom, Jen. First morning. I was like, oh, man. So later that afternoon, I went with Dad Brown. Boom. One shot, one kill. And then a year later, and I'm going to tell you what, it really teaches you the value of life and hard work, and you get to be out in the forest and pray, spend time with people. I don't know where they killed the, killed the deer around here. Forests are a long way away from here, but, but it's a special, special thing. But yeah, don't be mad at people shooting animals if you're a meat eater, okay, and if they're eating the meat. So today, because of the cross, were we recording most of that? Were we re recording? Awesome, man. That's very lighthearted. But I wanted you to hear my heart this morning. Thank you so much. 
because of the cross. Been talking about the cross. I'm not going to get into the suffering of Jesus today like I have in previous weeks. This is the last Sunday we're talking about the cross for a while. Jesus was brutally executed. He bled for you and me. He was whipped 39 times. He was laughed at. He was mocked. The crown of thorns was shoved onto his head. He was punched and hit. His beard was pulled out. He was disrespected. He bled all the way to the cross. I mean, he bled carrying the cross all the way to the place of his crucifixion. It was brutal and it was terrible. I'm not going to focus on that today. But what I am going to focus on is what we can experience because of the cross. Last week we talked about how Jesus on the cross, he wiped out and defeated poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Well, today, I want to talk to you about what we can do because of the cross. And number one today is we can connect. I love that word. And I was instrumental in naming our, our uh, small groups uh, a year or so ago. We call them connect groups. Well, I love that because you can connect with others and you can connect with God. Connect really covers the term it covers the spirit of our small group but because of the cross we can connect we can care what god thinks we can we can care what god thinks and we can love god and we can love others now a large part of connecting with god and we don't realize that this is a way to connect with others too a large part of connecting with god is through prayer now i believe god is speaking to many of you even now even before I said that this morning during prayer and the end of worship, I believe God is speaking to you and calling you to commit to a life of more prayer. He's doing that with me, and I'm not calling anybody out in particular today. I'm calling everybody out in general, myself included. God is really laying on this church the burden of prayer. You say, man, I pray at home. That's good, and you should. You should. I pray at work. That's great. I pray at church on Sundays and Wednesdays. That is great. But I believe God is calling us to even meet in certain places in our connect groups and pray more. I know everybody at their connect groups during the week, they pray. But I believe God is calling us to more and more prayer, even meeting here to pray. If you're interested in meeting here in the mornings to pray, I'm usually here Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at about 7 a.m. And I pray here. Okay, sometimes we lock the door because of the daycare but if you'll commit to be here to pray, I'll make sure the door's open for you, all right? I will. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, usually, all right? I'm here praying in the morning, sometimes on Monday mornings at 7, but at least those three days I commit to be here. And of course, Saturdays I'm here preparing, and sometimes other days I'm here praying. But I believe God is calling us to a life of prayer and connecting to Him through prayer. We don't realize it, but we connect with others when we pray with Him. We've learned over the years that prayer is very intimate, and when you pray with someone, you get close to them. It's like going to battle together. It's like sitting down and eating together regularly, but it's on a much deeper spiritual level. Years ago, Christian psychologists even said, young men and young women, if you're single, don't be meeting with someone of the opposite sex to pray because it's a very strong level of intimacy. Men should pray with their wives, Wives should pray with their husbands. We should pray in groups. But one-on-one, -on -one, a man and a woman praying together is very intimate because it's very, very powerful. You're touching God's heart together. And when you touch heart, God's heart together, you touch each other's hearts. Okay? So we've got to be wise about that. But you should 
because of the cross, connect with God and others in prayer. Look at Luke 10, 27. The man answered, you must love the Lord your God. I love this verse. With all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. The only way we can do that now is because of the cross. How many of y'all got mad at someone this week? Let me see a show of hands of honest people. Raise your hand. Come on. You got mad at somebody this week. There's some honest people in this house. Some of y'all are like, I ain't telling you, Pastor. You don't need to know that. You got mad at someone this week. There's times you get mad at folks, and you don't want to forgive them. You want to be mad. You just want to stay mad at them. Well, Scripture says, be angry and do not sin. You're going to be angry sometimes. Husbands and wives, we get irritated with each other. People in the body of Christ, brothers and sisters, family, we get irritated with each other. With each other, You get mad, but you don't sin. You don't say mean things. And when you get angry, you make sure that you forgive. All right? Love God and love others. That would have been impossible without the cross. Love, forgive, be kind to each other. And I love what Jesus said. We're talking about connection and loving God and others. This ties back into connect groups. But anytime you meet in Jesus' name, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there in the midst of them. There's a lot more than two or three here this morning. So we know that the presence of the Lord is here today because we're gathering in his name. We connect with him when we're in small groups. We connect with him when we're praying. We connect with him because we love him and we love others. I always loved this growing up. I say growing up. I, I didn't go on my first mission trip until I was 24. It was the year 2000. And... It was amazing to travel overseas, see people I'd never seen, I'd heard of their country, didn't know them, and I was welcomed and loved, and I loved them all because of Jesus and his cross. That's always stirred my soul to meet foreigners. And I'm a foreigner to them, but they're foreign to me, and we meet, and I'd meet people, and they'd hug me, and they'd say, God bless you, brother, with their thick American accent, their thick English accent. God bless you, brother. So good to meet you. Have peace in Jesus' name. I met people in Russia like that. I met people in Indonesia like that. I've met people in Mexico like that. I've gotten to meet people in Guatemala like that. Austria. We met believers in Holland. We met believers in Belgium. We met, there were some in here that went on a mission trip with us to South Africa years ago. You met believers in South Africa and they loved you just because you loved Jesus. Because of the cross, somebody say, we can connect. Somebody say, connect. Uh-huh, because of the cross, not just in a small group, but you can connect overseas with someone, all because of the cross. You can care about them. That's powerful. Somebody say once again, say connect. Connect, good. Number two, correct. Yeah, some of you are like, oh, I know what this means. Because of the cross, I can go around and start correcting everybody. No, that's not what that means. That's not exactly what that means. Correct is personal in this, in this use of the word, the way I'm using it. Correct is you can start to correct your thinking, your steps, your decisions because of the cross. Let's go to Romans. Let's go to, you know what? Let's start with Romans 12.1. I know you have Romans 12.2 there. Would you add Romans 12.1 to that? Let's do Romans 12.1 and 2, if you don't mind. And let's see what this says. This is powerful. It's about correcting your thinking. Has anybody in here ever thought crazy thoughts? Or dumb thoughts, or weird thoughts, or 
after thinking about certain things for a while, you're like, I can't believe I've wasted an hour thinking about those things. Or worrying about those things. Or struggling with that temptation in my mind for that long. Oh my goodness, why am I dwelling on that? Well, look at this. This is good news here. And scripture is good news, right? Somebody say good news. The gospel is good news. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly, wow, isn't this powerful? This is truly the way to worship him, all because of the cross. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. We've got to take that to heart. I'm not going to live like the world. I'm not going to do the things they do. I'm not going to treat my wife the way people in the world treat their wives. I'm not going to treat people the way people in the world treat other folks. I'm not going to talk like people in the world. Okay? Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by what? Changing the way you think. Somebody say this confession with me. It's a brief prayer. Somebody say, Lord, help me to change the way I think. Let's say it again. Somebody say, Lord, help me to change the way I think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God's will for you is perfect, isn't it? Say, man, God's will for, for me, I believe with all my heart, was for me to marry Jen. That was his perfect will. Does it mean our lives are going to be perfect together all the time? No. No, but it does mean she was the right one for me. Thank God she can stand me. She can put up with me. Stand, stand me sounds a little harsh, doesn't it? She tells me sometimes, no, baby, you're pretty easy to deal with. You're pretty easy. You don't have a lot of preferences and this and that here. But I can be difficult, especially when I'm going through a hard time. Are you ever difficult when you're going through a hard time? <laughs> we show it in different ways, don't we? People manifest this as argumentative, disconnected, Angry, irritable, casting blame, whatever that is. And hey, you know what? Because of the cross, we can correct that with God's help. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. What does this one say? Look at what the Apostle Paul said. And you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Don't you like that? So what did Jesus do? Well, Jesus knew how to treat women respectfully. Jesus knew how to honor the local church. But Jesus also knew how to answer foolish religious people according to their foolishness. Jesus knew how to love people. We say all the time, man, Jesus was healing the sick. Yeah, he was healing in the physical, but he was always pointing to the spiritual. We're going to get into that this next month, which is a new series on the real Jesus. Jesus healed blind eyes. To also say, look, I can cause people to see but I can in the physical, but I can also cause them to see in the spiritual. People heal, Jesus healed deaf ears because he said, I can heal deaf ears in the physical, but that mirrors the spiritual where I can give people ears to hear what God is saying to them. He said, I can heal broken bodies in the physical, but that's so that you will be spiritually fit in the spiritual. Jesus did lots of wonderful things like that. And we know that through Jesus' life, he gave us the perfect example to follow. You should imitate me, the Apostle Paul said, just as I imitate Christ. 
Now, <clears throat> I believe there's some areas in my life that I would love for you to imitate me in that I'm good at. Other parts of my life, I wouldn't want you to, right? In my weak, weakest areas. But I always want you to imitate Jesus. I always want to be a good example to the best of my ability with his help, but I always want you to imitate Jesus. Somebody say amen. Yeah, always imitate Jesus, all right? Look at him and go, man, that, that's what I need to do. And you're, you're thinking your steps, your decisions, you can correct all that by looking to God and all because of the cross. Now, this one's a little tougher. Number three, this is a stout one right here. This is a stout one. Crucify. Jesus has already been crucified. We're not going to re-crucify him in our minds, I mean, or with our sin and, and, and anything like that. He died once for our sins. He's already been crucified. He rose from the dead. Crucify here is... You need to crucify some things in your life and nail them to a cross. You need to imagine them being nailed to that cross with Jesus. When he was nailed to the cross, these things need to be nailed up there with him. Let's go to Galatians 5.24. This is a powerful verse. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. My mom I believe, was an expert in the area of you need to die to that. You need to crucify that. That was one of the things she left, a lasting legacy she left with this church and with her ladies. And, man, she had y'all reading Watchman Nee. Those books are tough. Watchman Nee was a, a Chinese man of God who was imprisoned, and he began to write powerful things on Scripture in prison. And he was imprisoned, I believe, for his faith over and over again. But... He talked about, look, God gave us emotions, but we're not going to be led by our emotions all the time. We're going to start to die to certain things. How many of you know that you've got to crucify certain things when you don't want to forgive somebody for hurting you? My mom was an expert at going, hey, babe, just die to that. You need to just die to it. Just decide and let it be crucified on that cross with Jesus. That used to frustrate me when she'd say that. No, I want to be mad. Can I be bitter for a moment? No, don't even play with it. Don't mess with it. If you're trying to, the devil's trying to give you something or your mind, see, that's usually the two, two culprits. It's usually your mind, yourself, your, your old self, your weaknesses, or the devil trying to put something on you. You need to decide, if this is wrong, I'm not going to play with it. If this is wrong, I'm not going to keep messing around with it. It needs to be crucified. I don't know who this is for this morning. I don't have any details on your lives right now. But be careful what you look at on your phone. This is to all of you. Be careful what you're looking at on your phones. It can mess your life up. It can mess your life up. I'm going to share this in confidence, and it's going to be recorded now. And I've said this over the years. A neighbor sexually abused me one time. I was raised in an excellent home, and a neighbor sexually abused me. And it was brief, and it was odd, and I didn't think much of it until it started affecting me. And then, over the years, people would try to introduce me to pornography. Now, that junk began to change the course of my life. I hated it. I always did, but I fought against it. But I struggled with it on and off for years and years and years. And I was a believer, and I loved God, and man, this would come back, and it was trying to haunt me. 
at some point, I had to say, you know what? It totally matters to me what God thinks. It matters that I'm going to heaven and that I live holy. And it matters. It matters that I go ahead and crucify this completely and just decide. Now, let me tell some of you, there are, there are those, I don't know if they're, they're in here, and I don't know why I'm getting into this, but I feel like I need to say this. Because it may be, it could have been you, it may be someone you know. Scientists now tell us that a true porno- pornography addiction does worse things to your brain, more powerful things to your brain than an addiction to meth. Now, that's not for me to go, well, see, we understand, you're just going to stay in that. No. No, we don't stay there. That's for us to understand. That stuff, the devil has put that out there to ruin people. God didn't do it. That was never God's plan. It's an old thing they did even looking at pornography. That is an old thing. They would do that. Did you know Baal worshipers did that? I'm not going to get into all the details. Baal worshipers did that. And that was a form of worship to Baal. To watch sexual acts. That's crazy, isn't it? You are better than that because of Christ who lives in you. You are better than that because of the blood of Jesus. And the one that maybe you're working with who's struggling with that, someone you know, they're better than that because of God's promises. We are not destined to stay there. We've got to crucify that. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his what? To his cross and crucified them there. You say, man, you don't know. I've been sexually abused more than you, Pastor Matt. It happened all the time. It happened with a relative. It happened, hey, Everybody's road is tough, and some people's roads are harder than others. I know that. I know that. But if there's victory for me, if there's victory for people who struggle way more than me with alcohol and drugs or perversion or whatever it was, there's deliverance for you. If God will give somebody else a miracle, he will give you a miracle. But sometimes, I'm going to tell you this right now because this point really matters. To crucify something takes effort. To crucify something takes effort. It just doesn't get crucified. Say, all my weaknesses, they're just going to be on that cross. Well, by faith, yes, all the offenses that were against us, they were nailed to the cross with Jesus. But sometimes there's stuff that we're still messing with or we're still dealing with or the devil's trying to put on us or our past is trying to put on us. And we've got to crucify that. Let's go to Galatians 2.20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, But Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. People have twisted scripture over the years. There's been religions who said, man, we are Christ on this earth, so sin does not affect us. We can engage in any kind of sin that we want to. That is not what scripture says. That is demonic. That is Satan's trick, and it's not a new one, and it's not a good one, but it works. It's an old trick. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I know there have been people who have had much rougher lives than me, but because of the cross, you can crucify all that past, all those offenses against you, all the sins you've committed, all your weaknesses and addictions and whatever that was, there is hope for you. Somebody say, there's hope. Yeah. And men, let me just talk to the men for a minute. I know the young ladies are assaulted too with all this blatant perversion out there. It makes women feel bad. It makes them look like they need to look a certain way. It makes them feel insecure. But that same perversion also makes men feel insecure. It messes with people's heads, that junk. 
Just like alcohol or meth or drug abuse or mess with your security, all that pornography and perversion, it messes with people's minds. And that is Satan's plan. It was never God's plan. You were created in the image of God Almighty. Male and female, he created them. Them. Men and women, young men, young women, whatever age you are in this house, you were created in God's image. You were created to be righteous, and by faith today, you are righteous with God. You have right standing with him through the cross. And because you are righteous, you can now live holy. Is everybody still with me? There is hope. I know this is a tough subject. I wasn't even going to breach this or broach this this morning. But, man, it came to me in light of recent events and things I've seen and heard about people's testimonies, and it broke my heart. If God can keep me free and clean and pure in this world, he can keep you free and clean and pure in this world. The past is the past. It's under the blood of Jesus. Now let it be crucified to Christ. Any new desires, any weaknesses, give that to God. Let's go to Romans 6.6. 6. This is a powerful one. We know that our old sinful selves, sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Everybody say this with me. Say, I am no longer a slave to sin. Say it again like you believe it. Say, I am no longer a slave to sin. One more time. Say, I am no longer a slave to sin. One more time. I like that. Say, I am no longer a slave to sin. You're not. You say, man, my dad was abusive or my mom was this. You are not them. You forgive them. You love them. You honor them. You are not them. You are created in God's image. You can forgive and honor, but you are free. You are holy now in Jesus' name. Number four today, because of the cross. Because of the cross, you can continue. You can carry on. You've got strength for tomorrow. You can just keep going on. Let's go to Hebrews 12.3. Look at this. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. You won't be weary and give up. Sorry to do this to you again, Liz. Would you add verse 4 to that? What does verse 4 say of Hebrews 12.4? Same translation, if you don't mind. So think of all the hostility endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Check this out. Look at verse 4. This is for us, right? What does this say? After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Nope, you're still here. You're all alive. Say, no, I gave my life. I died. I was crucified on a cross. No, you didn't give your life in your struggle against sin yet. So there's hope. Okay, let's go back to verse 3 if you don't mind. What does that say again? Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Look what they did to him. They crucified him. Then you won't become weary and give up. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians 3.13. 2 Thessalonians 3.13. As for the rest of you, dear brothers and sisters, never get tired of doing good. Never get tired of doing the right thing. I almost went into an Indian accent there, right? I don't know why. Never get tired of doing good. Dear brothers and sisters, you must always do good. I don't know why. My accent just kind of transitions. Man, that was weird. As for the rest of you, you will never forget this verse. Dear brothers and sisters, never get tired of doing good. Are you with me? Just don't. Just decide. I'm not going to be tired of doing good. Sorry about that. I'm not really sorry. I don't even know why I said sorry. 
I'm glad it happened, but I don't know why it was happening. Galatians 6, 9, check this out. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Wow, it says it in another epistle. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we what? Don't give up. In due season, you will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. Keep moving forward. Keep marching. The cross, because of the cross, we can connect with God and others. We can correct our lifestyles, the way we think, all with God's help our minds, our decisions. Number three, we can crucify old weaknesses. Man, sin can stay crucified. Things we're struggling with, temptation, desires, passions, we'll crucify them on the cross. And number four, we can continue. Somebody say, I can continue. Yeah, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today as some soft music plays. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Praise God. Is there anybody in this house that says, Pastor Matt, I need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of my life. If I died today or tonight, I don't know where I'd go. Would you pray with me, Pastor Matt? And we'll all pray with you as a church family. Would you raise your hand? You say, I need to accept Jesus and make him my Lord. I need to accept the sacrifice he made for me on the cross. Is there anybody in this house today you want to accept the Lord? Your confession of faith. All right. Well, just in case you didn't raise your hand and wanted to do this but just couldn't quite do it, let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe in the sacrifice of Jesus. I confess Him as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, come to live in my heart. I believe you died, rose again for me, for my sin. I am free. I am saved. I am cleansed. In Jesus' name, I believe, and you are my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. That's right. Now, I want you to look up at me, and we're going to pray again. The The cross does all these things for us. If you need help in some of the areas I've mentioned today, I'm not going to make you leave your seat. I want everybody to stand to your feet today. But if you say to me, Pastor Matt, I need some of that because of the cross in my life today. I need to crucify some things. I got some stuff I want to give to God. I need to ask him. I'm a believer, but I need to ask him for forgiveness. I just, I I really need this in my life right now. I need God to do something new and fresh in me. And that's why God is calling us to prayer, so that he can do something new and fresh in us and in our community and the people around us. Bro, right where you are, if you say, I want I need to live out some of those benefits of the cross and some of that because of the cross today. What you preached, Pastor Matt, would you raise your hand and I'm going to pray with you. You said, man, I need some of that today, what you talked about. Whatever it was, any of it, all of it, some of it, it doesn't matter. I believe there's something in there for all of us. Praise God. Thank you for your honesty. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your word that has gone forth in truth, Lord God, because of your Holy Spirit. I thank you for your promises, which are real. I thank you for Jesus, who is real, who died and rose again. I thank you for the cross that was real, God. That's a real experience that Jesus suffered for us. And God, I thank you that you hear us today. You're changing our hearts. Lord, please forgive us. Go ahead and tell him. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. If you need to tell him you're sorry about anything, say, Father, I'm sorry. Please cleanse me. I want to do right. I want to live right. I want to be like Jesus. 
in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You are not going to give up. I declare that. You are not going to give up. You will not give up. You won't. You're going to make it. You're not going to be back and forth. You're going to be straight ahead, full steam ahead. God has called you to serve him, and here you are serving him. Now you're going to seek God, and you're going to reach others for him. Say, man, I don't want it to be weird. It's not weird when you're living an example and a good life for God and in the name of Jesus, and people, you can reach them because of what's going on in your life. That is good. That is healthy. That's what he's commanded us to do. Go into all the world. And speak, proclaim, preach this gospel. Preach it with your life. Preach it with your words. Just talk to people. You say, man, preach. I don't know. Proclaim it. Tell somebody. In Jesus' name, God. You've heard our prayers today. We need what the cross has to offer. We need what the cross has to offer, God. We declare it in our lives. We will practice it. We will live it. These points today, God. We will live it in Jesus' name, all because of the cross. We'll connect with you and others, Father. We will correct our thinking and our lifestyles because of the cross. We'll crucify the deeds of the flesh, Lord, and evil actions and immorality and passions and desires and temptations. We'll let them be crucified. And God, we promise we will continue in you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Now I speak life and blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you smile upon you and be gracious to you, give you of his favor and of his perfect peace today. May he cause you to pray more. May he, may he draw you into him so that you begin to pray when you're out, outside of the church building, when you're alone, when you're with people in your connect group. Where, whatever you do during the week, you are praying in Jesus' name. He has something marvelous for you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for today. If God spoke to you, today. Say amen. Praise God. Please be seated in God's presence, if you would, please. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. <laughs> Praise God. He is faithful. Does anybody need an envelope for tithe or offering today? Go ahead and raise your hand if you do. Anybody need an envelope for tither offering? It's already been taken care of? All right. Let us pray. I love saying that to you guys. Let's pray. I want that to be a habit in your life. When people have problems, you say, let's pray. Let that be something. That's always your response to everything. Let's pray. That's become my response in life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you. Everything we have is yours, Lord. Everything we have is because of you. And God, I want to say this again. It's not been made old to me or cliche to me, but God, if you never did anything else for us, <laughs> the cross was more than enough. But everything you gave us through the cross, God, we will never stop thanking you all the way to heaven where the light of the sun will illuminate us, God, one day in the new Jerusalem. God, when we are in your presence, I say physically, spiritually, Lord, when we cross over to heaven, and we are illuminated by the light of heaven, the light of your glory. We will thank you eternally that we get to spend eternity in your presence because of what Jesus did on the cross. We thank you today, Father. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. When you're